This is Financial Wellness Radio with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob and Lori provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Rob Burnett and Lori Gross on Financial Wellness Radio. Welcome to Financial Wellness Radio with me, Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center. Each week we come together to discuss topics affecting your financial wellness. We break down complex topics and try to make them understandable. This show strives to give our listeners the education and the tools to make sound financial decisions affecting their lifestyle and their retirement. And while we're at it, we're gonna try to have a little bit of fun. So we have a special guest today on our mid-year edition of Bulls, Bears, and the Stock Market Roller Coaster. I'll get to that introduction in just a moment. Our regular gang is all here. So joining me in the studio today is Lori Gross, the investment advisor, representative, and fiduciary leading our Troy office. Good morning, Lori. I'm part of the regular gang. Sweet. You're part of the regular gang, absolutely. (laughs) Good morning. And rounding out our regular panel is our good friend and co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Rob Burnett and Lori Gross, of course. I'm just excited to see you guys. Great to be here with you. And we've got a very special show today. I'm really excited about it. How about you guys? Well, I'm excited about it. And we always like to be able to show the breadth and depth of the of the team we have behind us well that's true so we do have a special guest today but before we get to that really quick how are you guys Lori? you just got back from florida didn't you i did um, and had, what a beautiful had a very, tan you have yes i do thank you <laughs> i didn't awesome. get burnt i was i was very surprised i did not get burnt but we used some 100 spf and took care of that <laughs> so <laughs> You know, these, awesome. these, you know, Ohio girls, we don't have a whole lot of sun exposure here sometimes, but um, everything went off without a hitch. We, we did, you know, a few of our plans got canceled because of rain and, and bad weather there, but overall it was a, it was a good week off. Yeah, it's great to get away. So Rob, how about you? You're doing good and I know you're excited. Your big news is our special guest today, right? Absolutely it is. And uh, Lori's re- uh, trying to recover from the week of uh, me running around the office unsupervised. <laughs> yeah. Causing trouble again, Rob. Absolutely. Yeah. Amber and I just turned us loose with that lorry around. It gets pretty uh pretty dicey at times. Yeah, yeah. I can tell. <laughs> but it's good stuff. So uh I'll tell you, I'm really excited about our special guest this morning. So uh like I said, we always talk about the strength and the depth of the team that we have. So I want to introduce our listeners to a key member of our investment team, Mr. Jeremy Bryan. He's the senior portfolio manager with Gradient Investments. Now I'm gonna brag on Jeremy for just a little bit, so hopefully I embarrass him. That's my goal. Uh Jeremy graduated from St. Cloud State University with a Bachelor of Science in Finance, and he received his uh, MBA from the University of St. Thomas in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He's also earned the Chartered Financial Analyst designation, and that is really the top uh, designation and professional uh, accomplishment in the financial investment industry. Uh, You may have seen him on TV, on Fox Business Network, on National Business Report, and CNBC, and he's also been quoted in the Wall Street Journal, in Reuters, and Yahoo Finance. So, good morning, Jeremy, and welcome to Financial Wellness Radio. 
Thanks, Rob, Lori. Thanks for having me. That was a that was a cool little synopsis of my resume there. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, hopefully I just embarrassed you just a little bit, but but you've earned it. We really uh, love working for you. We love the work that you do for our clients. Great, thank you. Yeah, so, and uh, Jeremy, it's great to have you on the show, and um, it gives us the opportunity to showcase the strength and depth, as you said, Rob, of the team. So, Rob, where are we starting with Jeremy today? Well, we've got a few topics in mind, such as uh, taking a look at the overview of the last quarter and the year to date. Uh, I know Jeremy's written some stuff on stock market performance by sectors. We want to look at the current state of our fixed income markets and talk about some of the things that the recent uh, actions by the Federal Reserve. I know we've talked about that on the show previously mm -hmm. and I'd like to get uh, Jeremy's thoughts on that in an update. Now, that's a lot of material to cover. So we'll get started with the overview, and Tony, you need to keep track of time. Otherwise, we're going to go for two hours. We know that that's just not going to work. So, <laughs> so Jeremy, how did the investment markets do in uh, in the last quarter and year to date? Well, I'll I'll keep us short on time. Uh, the answer in one word is strong. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, we had we've just been going crazy this this uh, the first six months of the year. It's been really strong. I, you know. Short-term memory is what it is, but if you remember back to December 2018, that was it was a pretty rough stretch during that. We had almost a 20% correction in December, and we've really left that behind us now. We've been strong into the markets, and, and it's really been across asset classes, if you think about it. I mean, you look at bond performance year-to-date, and this is to the end of June, is bond performance is up 6%. Stock performance in the U.S. is up over 18%. International stocks, even though they're lagging the U.S. a little bit, are still up over 13%. And then last month, even gold started to participate, which is that's up 9% now year to date. So really across the asset landscape, we're talking about really strong performance thus far this year. That's really awesome, Jeremy. And one of the things I look at and our clients always look uh, to us for is where do we go next? So do you have some favorite sectors uh, that you like and some others that maybe are out of favor? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So this will tie into some of the conversations we have later with regard to the Federal Reserve. But one of the sectors we're a little bit cautious on comparatively, you know, with, with over the past year is the financial sector. Now, I'll give you a quick reason why is that when the Federal Reserve, you know, this is pretty simple as starting to cut rates a bit, or at least there's the perception that they may cut rates. And we'll get into that a little more in depth, but that tends to be negative for the financial sector overall. And so when we're looking at a change in commentary, a change in philosophy from the Federal Reserve, and it's usually fairly negative for the financials, that's that's when we get a little cautious going forward. And so, what we're seeing is loan growth isn't you know as as sturdy or as you know as as heavily grown as it has been in the past. And then secondarily, you get rate cuts. That's usually fairly negative for the financials. So. We're a little bit cautious there right now. We're not saying to sell everything. It's not like they're going to be horrendous, but I think they're going to be slight underperformers going forward. Where we are a little bit more excited is more in the healthcare and technology sectors. And we really think that the growth over there is not as cycle dependent. It's not dependent on the Fed increasing rates. It's not those types of things. It's really what's going on in their industries. And frankly, their industries are fairly strong. Healthcare is a little bit. We, you know, we always have to pay attention to what's going on in Washington with regard to healthcare initiatives and and drug price cutting and those types of things. But overall, their businesses still remain very strong. And on the technology side, we're really just looking at strong companies doing good things. Um, you know, I mean, the Amazons, Facebooks, Netflixes, Googles of the world. 
they're just really strong businesses and people are continuing to spend money there. And so we want to have presence in those in those sectors going forward. So if I'm looking at the remainder of the year, I would be waiting a little bit more towards the healthcare and technology sectors and probably a little bit underweight the financials exposure. Yeah, one of the things that, that we've heard is there's some movement, in particularly talking about the big tech companies. So you're talking about the Facebooks, the Googles, that maybe they're getting too big. They've got too much influence. And there's been some talk about trying to break those companies up. Uh, is the market taking a look at that or factoring that in at all? Yes, uh, I would say that absolutely. There is there is a question out there about are these companies too big and too powerful? Um, it's certainly a, something we're paying attention to as well. The problem is, is that you know those are much more unknown sentiments and that could be you know you have to get people in a room you have to get uh, government to agree on the parameters the settings and things like that that are going on and that tends to be a little bit challenging in the interim what's happening is these businesses continue to grow and they continue to throw off a lot of cash flow and that's really something we pay attention to when we're looking at what we're investing in is how much cash do these companies generate and Facebook and Google, frankly, generate are among the best cash generators on the planet. Um, and whether those companies are controlled in the future and, and, and what the framework looks like will be a large determinant of what their long-term future holds. But right now, we don't see anything that are significantly derailing their businesses. And the interesting component of regulation is it actually tends to favor large companies a little bit more because what tends to happen is regulation adds cost and those type of large companies that have significant share can actually do it a little cheaper and aren't as affected by heavy regulation compared to some of the smaller companies that are just trying to get into those industries. So sometimes it can create even a larger wall or a bigger moat for these companies if they get more highly regulated. So it's it's a little bit of a coin toss either way, but like I said, right now their businesses are very strong and they're throwing off a lot of cash flow, which we really like for, for, for investing in our businesses. That's awesome. And that's really the kind of information we try to give to our uh, listeners every day. Uh, I see Tony's tapping his watch, yep. so it must be time for a break. Yes, it, it definitely is. We should take a quick break right here. Is there anything you wanna add before we take this break? Well, Tony, I just want to encourage our listeners to uh, take a look at our website at outlookfc.com. There's a tremendous amount of uh, educational information there. And while you're there, click on that radio tab and and listen to this radio broadcast. Again, we also have several uh, radio shows archived if you've missed one or you just want to go listen to this one again. Uh, you can also get us if you don't go to our website, uh, Google uh, Play, uh, iTunes or Spotify. You can also subscribe to the program. But let's have our listeners today give us a call at 937-552-9990. And what we want to offer to you is a complimentary portfolio analysis review that's going to be personalized to your situation. Folks like Jeremy on the phone are, are on the show today with us are going to help us put those kinds of things together so we can get your questions answered, get your needs met. So give us a call at, once again, 552-9990. We'd love to set that up because at the end of the day, our goal is the same for all of our clients, retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Tax planning can be very difficult and making mistakes on your taxes can haunt you for years. The good news is that most tax mistakes are easily avoidable. All you need is the right professional for the job. At Outlook Financial Center, 
We have a team of CPAs and CFPs who can help you avoid costly tax mistakes and minimize tax exposure. To help you better understand taxes, we have The Future of U.S. Taxation, a guide written by tax professional and author Nick Stovall that you can download now. All you have to do is visit outlookfc.com or call us at 937-552-9990 to request your copy. This informative guide is just one part of the Retirement Income Toolkit, which can help you arm yourself with the information you need to help secure your retirement. Once again, that number to call is 937-552-9990. Welcome back to Financial Wellness Radio. I'm Lori Gross from the Outlook Financial Center. And in the studio with me today is our CEO, Rob Burnett, our co-host, Tony Shore, and our special guest, Jeremy Bryan, the Senior Portfolio Manager with Gradient Investments. And this week, um, we're talking about the 2019 mid-year review for bulls, bears, and riding the stock market roller coaster. And in the first segment of our show, uh, we discussed a quick snapshot of the market's performance for the last quarter and 2019 year to date. And we also talked about favorite market sectors as we investigate the future. All right. Yeah, it's been a great show so far. Thanks to our special guest. Uh, Jeremy, uh, really great having you here. Jeremy Bryan, again, our se- the Senior Portfolio Manager with Gradient Investments. And there's a lot of ongoing politics that seem to uh, make the market bump up and down. Um, we've gone to all-time highs and then sell-offs and market rallies. It's a lot to keep track of. Uh, but, uh, you know, where do, do we go for hot stock market tips or what do we do here, Rob? Uh, sorry, Tony. We're just, there's still no hot stock market tips. Uh, although I'm sure Jeremy has some favorites in the portfolios he's managing. I'm, I'm certainly of that. I've seen him on TV as well. Because, Jeremy, tell me if I'm wrong. People are always searching for that perfect in- investment, and I call it the pink unicorns. These are investments that capture all the upside of a market, avoid any downside, and are convertible into cash immediately upon demand. And so, and so I, I'm just saying, when you find that, Jeremy, give me a call. I want in. <laughs> yeah, so do I. So I'll, I'll, I'll keep looking as well. <laughs> Absolutely. So what we always tell our clients is you got to understand that what the markets are offering, that's what we're going to try to take best advantage of. And that's kind of what you alluded to, uh, Jeremy, in the last segment. And that's where you guys here at Grady Investments come in. And one of the reasons we like to work with Jeremy and, and Gradient Investments is their long-term approach to investing. They offer several strategies that align with our client goals and objectives because we tell our clients that each bucket of money's got a purpose and it's managed to that purpose. So Jeremy, tell us about some of the strategies you work on and how they fit into a client portfolio. Yeah, yeah. And, and what you just said was, was excellent is that everybody, every bucket of money, if you will, has a purpose and should have a purpose within your plan. And that's really how we think about things is that, you know, not all of our portfolios are going to beat the S&P 500 because they're not designed to do that. It's very different from our approach. And what we're trying to do is set you up for retirement. That should be your proper goal is is making sure that you're getting your objectives met, not beating some arbitrary benchmark. And so if we can do that for you, then 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 we've really done our job. And that's that's really how we do think about things. So when we look at the portfolio landscape, and we operate over 30 portfolios at Gradient in various regards, and we really do as a portfolio team, try to do a team landscape from it in the effect of that we consider it a committee approach. Now we do have individual portfolios that each of us are responsible for, 
But at the end of the day, we're collaborating across our landscape because, you know, Marianne, who's one of our portfolio managers on the team, or Mike Binger, who runs the team, you know, we're looking at things in different regards and seeing what's out there as valuable opportunities. And we want to disseminate that across the group so that we're taking advantage of those opportunities when we see them. So, you know, even though we may be somewhat isolated in some of our, you know, our individual ideas, if you will, if we see it as a good idea, we try to spread that across the thing to see where we can take advantage of that idea going forward across our portfolio landscape. And so that's kind of the broad overview about how we think about when we're when we're dissecting opportunities, when we're looking at the markets about where we're seeing things. But if you look to individual um, portfolios, really the two I wanted to highlight today were the Tilt series, which we just launched in 2019 in our ETF endowment series. The reason why I wanted to discuss both of these today is that it's really kind of our set it approach to being our best opportunities and what we see as our best opportunities within one portfolio. And so when you think about both of those as together, what they are is what we call allocation portfolios. And the effect of when a client comes in and says, you know, we do the risk tolerance, we do the measuring, we do their objectives, we understand what their investors are, we can set a portfolio that fits them pretty well in that regard from either our ETF endowment series or our portfolio tilt series. And I'll get into both of those here in a minute. But what we do underneath that is that we're designing those portfolios to say, this is going to be consistent with your risk tolerance, with your return objectives, with your needs going forward. And it always will fit that. But underneath it, we're going to try to take advantage of some of the opportunities that we're seeing as an investment team. And so you're always getting our best ideas within those portfolios. And we're going to rotate as we see, you know, opportunities in the marketplace going forward. So that's the value proposition of both of these segments of portfolios is that our endowment series, it's an ETF based approach, which is an exchange traded fund. So there, it's going to be diversified immediately, but it'll also fit your risk tolerance. If you're a conservative investor, we have our A-series portfolio, which is meant to be conservative. If you're more of a growth investor, it's our E-series, which is a growth-oriented portfolio. It's going to have more stocks involved than bonds. So, And then we have our B, C, and D, which are kind of middle ground of those portfolios as well. But underneath those is that we're looking, you know, Marianne, myself, Mike, Keith, Tyler, we're always looking for opportunities within that. So we're going we're gonna to have that balanced allocation or that growth allocation or conservative based upon what you are. But underneath that, we're going to be looking for our, like what we talked about before, our technology stocks a little bit better than financial stocks right now. Well, that's what we think right now. So we're going to tilt the portfolio to, to accommodate that. And so that's how we add value from our side is that we're never going to be the type of investor who comes up to you and says, you know, you need to be all in stocks and then you need to be all in cash and rotating you back and forth. No, we think it's more important to stay very consistent with your overall plan and your overall investment objective, but just try to take advantage underneath those portfolios as on the opportunities that we see in the marketplace. Yeah. One of the things we always talk to our clients about is having a portfolio that's durable to events. And that's really what you just described to us. You're going to maintain the strategy, uh, pick investment choices that are going to uh, endure over time. So you're not constantly trying to jump in and out because then that starts looking like timing the market. Nobody can do that, right? 
No, nobody does it well over a longer period of time. You may get right once or twice, but typically what ends up happening is that the rush to go to cash, you may save yourself money, but then you don't get reinvested at a later date. You lose the, you know, you lose the upside that comes back. I think, you know, we saw that in with some investor behavior in December, right? I mean, we had a near twenty mm-hmm. percent correction, and people were calling, and you know, rightfully so, they were nervous about what was happening in the marketplace. And that's when you can go back to your plan and saying, hey, we have certain components of assets that are protecting your capital here going forward so that you can still meet your income needs and that we're not having, you know, we're not fully wedded to the mark, what's happening in the market right now. But we also want to stay with that plan so that when you've seen what we've talked about with regard to the strong returns in 2019, we're going to recoup that money and honestly grow that money going forward. Trying to time those instances is incredibly difficult to do, and I'd say it's a losing proposition over an extended period. Yeah, I I would agree with that. So how have the recent actions of the Federal Reserve impacted your investment decisions and your outlook? Yeah, great question. You know, really what's happening with the Federal Reserve, if you, I'm gonna go back again to December, uh, because it's really relevant to what actually is going on out there is that if you looked in December when we started to see some you know, economic slowing and there were some concerns about trade relations and tariffs and those types of things, what was happening with the Federal Reserve is they were continuing to raise their interest rates. And so really investors started to become concerned that they were going to choke off the economic growth. And so that's when you saw the you know, somewhat downslide of the market from September to December really accelerate to a near 20% correction by the end of December is that you know, people were worried about slowing, you know, about political issues, and then secondarily about Federal Reserve continuing to raise rates in this slowing type of environment. Well, since then, we've had almost a near 180 of, of what the Federal Reserve has talked about, is that they've not only stopped raising their rates, which can tend to, again, slow growth over an, over an extended period of time, to now talking about more cutting, um, to potentially cutting rates by 25 basis points, because what they've seen in the market, what they're relaying to us is, you know, they say the market and the economy is still relatively strong. And they're right about that, is that we're still growing GDP. We still have good jobs. People are still getting raises. So the the economic environment is still okay. But what we're not seeing a lot of right now is extended inflation. And that's really what the Federal Reserve, when they're raising rates, is trying to control. And so what's happening is that we're not seeing it out there. And so they've really stopped talking about raising rates going forward because inflation is relatively controlled. So there's no need for them to cut. And then secondarily, now we're saying, you know, maybe there's a reason to cut rates going forward just because we are starting to see a little bit of slowing in the overall economic environment. I I find that interesting. And uh, Rob and Lori, uh, we've spent a fair bit of time talking about the stock market But that's not the whole story, is it, Rob? It certainly isn't, Tony. The bond market, or more broadly, the fixed income market condition and the potential really needs to be considered also. You know, years ago, retirees relied on uh, income from their bonds and other fixed income products to fund their retirement income needs. And with these record low interest rates, we've been experiencing over the past several years now, you know, where does a retiree go today to get more stable income and lower the volatility um, in the fixed income arena? Yeah, uh, that's an that's an outstanding question. Uh, you know, what we look at when we're talking about bonds is, yeah, we're, we're frankly not going to get, we are conditioning our investors to just not expect a lot from their bond portfolios right now. 
they are still somewhat necessary in the effect of you don't want to chase market returns and you don't want to take extended risk away from your investment plan. So there are components of things to have bonds in your portfolio to reduce overall volatility, to get income that you need. You know, it may not be the income that you expected in the past. And frankly, you know, that's that's disappointing to a certain extent. But we really do want to avoid chasing additional risk as a result of that. And so there are other things that you can do to supplement your income, but you have to understand what the risks and, and, and trade-offs are as a result of that is that, you know, frankly, if you go, you, you know, you can go to higher yield investments like your, you know, high yield bonds and real estate investments, these types of things that give you more income. You just have to understand that you're taking more risk as a result of that. And on the other side, I mean, we look to safe assets in certain regards. In some instances where liquidity is not a necessary component of that, if you can get 3-4% from a safe asset and you're okay with restricting your liquidity, that's absolutely fine as well. Because we just, we've tried to change our approach here to a certain extent is because one of the things as we said is that we've actually been relatively wrong this year about where interest rates were going. We came into the year thinking they were going to be rising. And that certainly has not been the case. And so when you see that and you have to come to grips with that, you have to adjust your plan and portfolio in that regard. And so, you know, just don't expect a lot, I think, from our bond approach and, and certainly don't expect three, four and five percent returns for safe bonds right now because it's just not going to happen. You know, I, I just don't see it happening in the future. So there's ways that you have to replicate your income, but understand that you're either going to have to reduce liquidity or increase your risk to do so. That's awesome, Jeremy. So given all that, so where do you think Gradient Investments uh, stands and where do you stand on investing in the fixed income market going forward? Yeah, yeah, I mean, so we are keeping ourselves pretty loose in there. And, and what we've been doing from our fixed income is we're still keeping maturities pretty short. And the reason for that is that we still we don't believe that rates are going to go from 2% to 1%, right? We think they're going to kind of stay in this 2% range. But we don't want to take a lot of additional risk from bonds because frankly we're not getting paid to do so. So we're keeping our maturities short and what I like to call is dry powder. We're keeping it, we're getting a little bit of income from it right now. And then if we see better opportunities, we can always do that at a later date. But I think right now it's better to just keep your maturity short, get a little bit lower income, and, and look for better opportunities in the future. Excellent. Well, hey, guys, we're out of time for today's show. This has been a great discussion. I have to be the party pooper to wrap it up here, uh, but we're out of time. Rob, why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you before we go? I will do that. And, and Jeremy, thanks for taking your valuable time today to join us and to give our listeners a deeper understanding of what's going on in our investment markets. And for our listeners today, we hope this conversation was educational. It provided answers to some of your questions, but now it's time to take action. I want you to take something you learned today and go do something with it. If you just listened to it, said, oh, that was really nice. I learned a lot and do nothing with it. Uh, you really haven't moved your retirement income portfolio along. So give us a call at 937-552-9990. Get your complimentary portfolio analysis review. We'll sit down with you, schedule a one hour, no cost, no obligation consultation. Get your questions answered and see if there's a way we might be able to work together to get you toward the retirement of your dreams. Because that's our goal for everyone here. Retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? 
Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Outlook Financial Center by visiting outlookfc.com or calling us at 937-552-9990.